So we have this wonderful feast day of the Assumption today. And if you've been following, we've kind of been in the middle of ordinary time. We've been kind of plugging through these, these summer months. And this Sunday, the 15th of August, trumps our normal Sunday in ordinary time. Which in some ways, a little bit of, I think it's a little bit of a gift from our Lord, because if you remember the spring, like we had feast day after feast day after feast day. It was like the Ascension, then Pentecost, then Trinity Sunday, Corpus Christi, and then we're into this like ordinary time until we get to Advent, basically. But today the, the Lord gives us a little, bit of, a little bit of a reprieve from normalcy with the feast day in honor of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So just a, a great, absolutely wonderful, beautiful day to celebrate. However, that's something to complain about, right? Um, we kind of missed the bread of life discourse. So if you've been following the Sunday readings, we've been in John chapter 6. And the reading that would have been for this Sunday is like the climax of the bread of life discourse. Right? Jesus is telling his disciples about the Eucharist, about whoever eats my flesh, drinks my blood. Like we've been going on this for like four weeks. And this would have been the climax this Sunday. Next week we'll get the, we'll get the conclusion, but we miss this really intense line that Jesus says. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh indeed, my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is true drink. Intense lines about Jesus giving us the Eucharist, giving us his very body and blood to feast upon. Kind of a little bit disappointing that those are the ones that get replaced, but I guess all part of the Lord's, the Lord's work. But these two things, Mary and the Eucharist, I'd say probably form two of the three pillars of our life as Catholics. They form two out of the three building blocks of just basic faith. And thus, what we use to pass on the faith to the next generation. Like these are two of probably the three most important things that a family can use to pass on the faith from one generation to the next. So the first one is Mary, and today we have a great Marian feast day, like I said. But the importance of devotion to Mary in the life of Catholic families cannot go like un overstated, and especially praying the rosary together and having that time of family prayer. And recently I was in a conversation with a guy who's in his 60s, and all of his children are just absolutely devoted to their Catholic faith, going to mass at least once a week, probably more, going to confession regularly. Like they, all of his kids are living it. And I've always wondered, like, what's the secret, right? Like, what's the what's the special sauce he's got going on there? And then I realized every single conversation I've ever had with this man, at some point he mentions the rosary. At some point, his love for Mary comes out in conversation. Like, well, that's it, right? His love in gathering his family together every day to pray the rosary. That's how he passed on this great gift of his faith to the next generation. And he allowed Mary to show his kids Jesus. And that's what Mary loves to do with her beloved children is just introduce them to her son. It's just to show them Jesus Christ. And that's part of the great joy that we get to do in our own parish later this evening with this procession through town of praying the rosary, gathering families, and being a great witness, a great beacon for this entire city. And the Eucharist, of course, is one of those other two things that families use to pass on the faith from one generation to the next. 
seeing your parents get ready for Mass and knowing that any complaints that a child has about going to Mass is ultimately going to be frivolous. And no matter how much a child might complain or drag their feet, like, we're going to Mass. And the reading next Sunday, Joshua, as he, he gives his goodbye, and he goes, as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. And to think of parents every single week saying, we're going to Mass because this is the single most important thing we do every single week. And we know this instinctively as Catholics, right? This is the source, the summit, the center of our entire lives, of our, of our entire weeks. And so many parents get to share that with their children, get to show just how central Jesus and the Mass is for life. And providentially, maybe the third most important thing, this is of course all my opinion, but maybe it's coming from a, a one that's well-informed, is providentially going to be this Wednesday. This Wednesday, we have another one of our, our Day of Graces. We call it the Back to School Edition. You got the summer and things happen in the summer. Before getting back to school, have the opportunity for the Sacrament of Reconciliation for 16 hours, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And I can think in my own life, watching parents go to confession, seeing your own parents getting in line for confession and about ready to admit that they're sinners, that they're imperfect and they need Jesus Christ. That's an example for a child to see your parents humbly admitting their faults and knowing that they're imperfect. It's a great example that, that I know so many people get to witness from their own parents and just how important that is for day to day or just for our faith life of seeing that. I really wonder why though. These three things, like there's countless other things that we use to pass on the faith from one generation to the next. We're getting ready for another CCD year. And of course, CCD is one of those privileged places and so many other, whether it's going on a pilgrimage or doing any other thing. But I wonder why these three things are so important for families to how we pass on the faith and how these become some of the pillars of our regular life as Catholics. And I think it's because they're hardwired into who we are, into who we are as human beings. These three things, devotion to Mary, the Eucharist, and confession, it, it speaks to something in humanity. It speaks to something in our hearts. So for example, a devotion to Mary helps us to realize our faith is not just Jesus and me. It's not just me and Jesus, but we actually enter in to a church. We actually enter in to a community. And Mary's the first one. She's part of the invisible community, but still a very important member of this church. Maybe after Jesus, the single most important member. So it reminds us that it's not just us and Jesus. Sure, we're supposed to have that individual personal relationship, but it's so much more. That Mary shows us that we're actually gathered into a family, a family of faith that has, that has a mother. And so she shows us that we're part of this church. And so devotion to her means that other people show us who Jesus is. Mary does, our parents do, grandparents, catechists, everybody helps us to know who Jesus is. And so we're not just called to be individuals. And Mary helps us to realize that. It's part of the reason we're having coffee and donuts today after Mass, because it's not just us and Jesus, but he, he wants to gather an entire people. And we're actually stronger as Catholics together than we are just doing our own thing. So we need Mary because she shows us that we're actually made for relationships, that we're made for others. And the Eucharist, so often we try to figure things out ourselves, right? We try to, we try to make it ourselves. But the Eucharist shows us 
to have the best of things, we're not sufficient on our own. We actually have to receive that from somebody else. We have to receive it from God, that God gives us the Eucharist. It's not something we can take for ourselves. And also it speaks to our need to worship. We're all gonna worship something, whether we like it or not. We're gonna worship, you know, not like the Romans probably worship in pagan idols, but maybe we can worship the environment, we can worship a political party, we can worship our jobs, we can worship a sports team, we can even worship our family. But who, the coming every Sunday for Mass reminds us that first we worship the Lord. The Lord is really the only one that we worship, not our own free time, not a good vacation, nothing else is worthy of our worship. But we wanna worship something. We want something to be the focus of our entire lives. And by coming to Mass every Sunday, we realize it's Jesus Christ, and it's we need him to live. It's why in that gospel, the one that we missed of the bread of life discourse, Jesus says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. What does it mean to have no life in us? Dead. Without the Eucharist, our spiritual lives are dead. There's no life in them. So the Lord gives us this life, gives us this food so that we can have life, so that we can be nourished. And we need this, right? We need food in our natural bodies. We need supernatural food for our spiritual lives. And the Lord knows we need this. And the last thing, confession. It's hardwired into who we are and what we actually need as humans. It's terribly uncomfortable, terribly embarrassing to admit our faults to somebody else but we need to know that we're forgiven. We need to know that sure, our sins are real, but we're actually, mercy is possible. Recently, I was in a, a conversation, there was a small, a small group of us, and we're kind of talking about the future of the church and how do you keep youth coming, coming to mass? And there was one person in this conversation and she was in her 20s. And you know, the rest of us were older, myself, and then people that were even older. And, Asked her, so what do you think, you know, being the youngest of us here, how do you keep kids Catholic and how do you pass on the faith to the next generation? And so often the answers to that are kind of like, you know, we got to do something with music or things got to be more exciting or we, we got to change the church's moral teachings. And she thought about it for a really long time. And the response was, I think people need to know mercy. They need to know that God is one that forgives and how often we forget that. And we think we just have to be so good and then the Lord will be proud of us. Or if we just do this, 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 and this, or we get so tied up in addiction or shame or self-hatred that we forget that God is one of mercy. And the importance of reconciliation is because we need to hear those words. We need to hear those words on behalf of Jesus Christ to say, I absolve you, like your sins are actually forgiven. And we all need to hear that. We all need to know that our sins, although they're real and they tear us apart and they're the worst things that ever happened to us or that we do in our lives, but they're not the end of the story that God's mercy is actually real and he can really forgive us. And we need to hear that, not just to pray about it, but to actually hear somebody else say, I absolve you, that mercy is real. And that's why these three things are so important. 
Because we need them as human beings. We need to hear that we're forgiven. We need the Lord to feed us, to nourish us, to receive his life in the Eucharist. And we need to know that we're part of a larger family, that we're part of a heavenly family, one where the Blessed Virgin Mary is our queen. And if we dedicate ourselves to just these three things, it's really not that complicated. It's really not that difficult. But that's the best way to pass this great gift of our Catholic faith, not just to the next generation, to grandkids, to great-grandchildren, to the next hundred years, by devoting ourselves to just these three simple things. I really believe that the future of our faith, the gift of Jesus Christ and his love for us, can be passed from one generation to the next, all the way down for the next hundred years.